0: And good morning to all of you as we join you this morning on this first Friday of the month of April. This is Father Stosh Daly joining the studios here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good
1: morning. Good
0: morning, Father. And as we enter into this first Friday Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite those of you who are joining us over the air or even online to join us in the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Oh Jesus Through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning on this first Friday of the month, a day dedicated to the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today's first Friday celebration falls in a particularly special place on the calendar as we are right smack dab between the glorious solemnity of our Lord's resurrection from the dead and this coming Sunday's celebration of divine mercy. Chuck and Joanne, we've got some Exciting big stuff going over times.
1: today. <laughs> Absolutely, Father.
0: For those of you who are joining us and uh, coming in to either refresh your knowledge of the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, to find out how (laughs) our Lord's Sacred Heart fits into your life, into your home, into your business, uh, or if you're coming and you just happen to be tuning in and you have any questions, we invite you to please feel free to call in to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio during this live hour, 614-459-4820. Again, 614-459-4820. Or, of course, you can visit SacredHeartColumbus.org. And you can feel free to call in. We've got our trusty Scott there running the lines. And you can call after
1: the show, too.
0: Absolutely. Feel free to call in at any time with questions about the Lord's Sacred Heart or about the process of enthroning the Lord's Sacred Heart in your life, in your home, in your school, or in your business. Chuck, how's life?
2: We're ready to go. (laughs) We're ready to go. And one of the things I'm really excited about today, Father, is really talking about how can we have resurrected homes today? How can we resurrect our families today, right after the Lord's resurrection?
0: Yeah, the and- most important day of the year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we all have our sentimental attachments to one mass over another. Mine- personally is midnight mass for Christmas, but we might have our favorite masses, but the most important event in the life of the Christian, we are living and basking in the glory of the Lord's resurrection, Easter Sunday.
2: And maybe, Father, help people that are listening understand again the challenge of believing in the resurrected Christ, what it means to our faith
0: absolutely well it it comes down to this um for those of you who have been blessed to either attend holy mass throughout this week during the octave of easter the eight days that follow easter sunday you have been hearing the first reading of the mass come from the acts of the apostles and uh, it seems like the constant refrain is peter standing up there saying Mm -hmm. the lord jesus is risen from the dead Mm -hmm. now peter always twins Mm -hmm. that with uh by the way you put him to death Mm -hmm. but he's not going to allow your sins Mm -hmm. against him to be victorious Mm -hmm. the lord will always be victorious and the lord jesus has risen from the dead, for us, each one of us, we are called to be a witness to that resurrection. You know, we're not just uh, called to be a follower, but we're called to be a witness, one who actually gives witness to the Lord's resurrection from the dead. And that really is, as we were highlighting before we went on air, you know, that's really, that's the determining factor between those that we perhaps even ourselves at times, are followers of Christ versus those who are actually fully alive and basking in the glory of the Lord. It's kind of the difference between a disciple who's just kind of a bump on the log and one who's actually emanating joy and smiling. we have to keep
1: reminding ourselves of that. It's a constant challenge, absolutely. Keep allowing our Lord to be present in our lives, fully present. And to be fully alive. And fully and alive. And not just
0: the name that we know or the name that we say, but actually fully alive. Mm-hmm. And Chuck, you mentioned something earlier. It was really powerful. You said we have to allow the glory of the Lord's resurrection to shine through even those moments where we carry the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we all know, some more than others in a personal way, <laughs> that cross of personal pain. But you're right. We have to allow uh-huh. the Lord's glory of the resurrection to shine mm-hmm. through that. And I think of Mary Magdalene. I mean, she went, um, in the Gospels, they tell us she went when it was still early in the morning. It was still dark out. She Mm. risked her life to sit at a tomb. Mm. Okay, now, that might seem odd until we compare our own reaction to when a loved one has died. And we need to go visit that burial place a couple of times shortly thereafter the burial. We just want to be close. You know, That's what Mary Magdalene, but she risked her life early in the hours, you know, early in those um, dark hours of that Sunday morning to go and just be at the tomb to keep vigil. And she went there, and of course, the tomb was empty. And that empty tomb has rattled humanity for 2,000 years now. People have challenged the emptiness of the tomb by saying, well, he was kidnapped, his body was stolen, Mm -hmm. or he was dragged off by wild animals. Well, those are all very poor, lame attempts at covering up the truth that Jesus is Lord. You know, he wouldn't allow himself to be just dragged off by wild animals. He comes back from the dead to let us know of his glory and of his power. He is Lord.
1: And he appeared so many times.
0: Absolutely.
1: After his resurrection.
0: And he's awesome because he was hungry. (laughs) You know, he's like, I'm hungry. Give me some food.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The the reading reading today, bring the fish. Exactly. Bring the fish.
1: Exactly. Yes. uh,
2: But you understand the importance of the meal and Father, maybe share on this, the importance of the meal, and then the importance of the family meal, Ooh. the resurrected yep. meal at our house. Yeah,
0: well, you know, it's just, we have succumbed to a, a society, to a culture of convenience, and it's like, okay, I'm just gonna grab something quick to eat and go. Well, we're not animals though. You know, every opportunity to break our fast with one another, hence breakfast, there's your little mm. you know, tidbit for the day, <laughs> you break your fast, with another person is an opportunity to share in communion, to share in union with another person, to actually acknowledge their humanity and to grow in your own. And when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back from the dead, he wants to enter into that union with us, yeah, after he's risen from the dead. He's not he doesn't want to keep his glory from us. He wants his glory to surround us and he wants to walk this life with us. And that is such an powerful me- uh, powerful message for us today because all too often we are so incredibly disconnected from one another.
1: And even, you know, talk about the meal, all the convenience food. There's something more. There's something spiritual about preparing a meal as opposed to just picking it up. And, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated or gourmet, but it it, there is something different about serving someone something that you've made a little effort to provide with love. It's you a know? spirit and as you can much tell as them, the body.
0: That tastes bad because I love you. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't have time Chuck to get something that <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> He but knows it's the about effort that, that goes into it. It's that acknowledgement of the humanity of the other person. You and know? the Lord Jesus Christ wants us to know He loves us. He loves us so much that mm-hmm. He's not going to allow our sins against Him on the cross to reign triumphant. He comes back from the dead. And mm-hmm. for many of us in our homes, our homes are not places of life. Our homes are basically occupied tombs, Mm. and Jesus wants the home to be the empty tomb. He wants us to be alive. He wants us to be out and about, and he wants us to be able to live in his glory and be able to acknowledge that. And what we do through the Sacred Heart, how we acknowledge the Lord, is by bringing his heart into our home. A heart is not found in a lifeless cavity. Mm. A heart is found in a living body. You know, the heart is there, and it beats, and it provides what warmth and love and blood and energy and joy— The Lord wants His heart to be at the center of our homes. You know, the Lord wants to be with us when we're carrying the crosses through the day. He wants His glory to strengthen us. And a place of refreshment. Just like Bethany. A
1: a place where you can be loved for who you are and Mm -hmm. because of nothing more than you are loved.
0: And to allow the Lord to reveal to us who we are and Mm -hmm. how much He loves us. There are so many voices in this Mm -hmm. world that are trying to tell us who we are, what we're supposed to do, where we're supposed to go, you know how we're even supposed to vote. And the Lord Jesus is there speaking to us saying, I created you. You know, I am the word through whom you came to be. Let me reveal to you and, who and Father, you are. Father, Don't
1: you think we need a certain amount of quiet time to be able to hear Absolutely. that
0: Absolutely.
1: instead of having background all the time, even in our homes?
0: Yes. And we're not inviting you to turn us off right now. <laughs> we're actually asking you to keep us
2: on. <laughs> Thank you, um, Father. We do have a a phone number. We do have a phone number. We're talking about the Sacred Heart today and really the resurrected Christ and why we need to consider resurrecting our homes today to be a Christ like home. So call in 614 459 4820 or you can email us to sacredheartcolumbus.org. But the real question is, Father, why, when he appeared to St. Margaret Mary, why the enthronement? Why did he want his heart to be exposed in every home and honored?
0: He wants to save us. Hmm. He wants to save us from ourselves. He wants to bring his glory, Hmm. the glory of his resurrection into our lives. He does not want us to succumb to the temptations that surround us. He wants us to be completely immersed in his divine warmth and his divine love. That's that's the truth of the here matter. Here on earth, right here, right yeah. now, whether you're in the car stuck in traffic trying mm-hmm. to get to work, or trying to drop the children off at school, or whether you're you know running errands, whether you're in the home, whether you know you're at the desk already, the Lord wants you right now, right here, wherever you may be. He wants you for Himself, and He wants you to acknowledge that He is your Lord, because there's a lot of things out there, even a lot of people out there who are now asking for each one of us to acknowledge that they are powerful that they are in charge but only the Lord Jesus Christ and he came to St Margaret Mary at a time in the history of western civilization when an incredible coldness had taken over you know and it wasn't like living in Columbus in April and it's cold mm-hmm. out you know it was like a coldness of the heart it was a coldness of humanity people had forgotten their dignity and you know I hate to say it but just calling a spade a spade that's exactly where we're at I, right I now. I was thinking
1: that same We've thing. We've returned and to that. And that's very helpful.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the Lord's Sacred Heart is becoming ever more widely known right here. And for those mm-hmm. of you who are in our listening area, this is the time of the Lord. Yeah. This is your time. So bring the Lord's Sacred Heart into your life, into your home, you know, into your place of work, into your place of education, where you send your children. You know, place the Sacred Heart deep within the hearts and the minds and the souls of those you love, because that coldness is returning. And it's returning because our Lord has been sidelined, and we're bringing Him back to the center.
1: This might be a good time; people might be hearing us and saying, "Okay, so how do I do that? Tell me about the process. What what's involved?"
2: Chuck. Well, uh, (laughs) yeah, he's he's good. (laughs) You know, it's a simple process, and it's one where either you want to say yes to Jesus Christ because He said He wants His heart enthroned, or no or the time's not right. What we want you to do is just go out on faith and say yes. And we have missionary teams of two. They come to your home, and they'll come to your home twice. One time for an hour, which is called the preparation phase, and then another time, which is called the enthronement phase. They're a week apart. The preparation phase, we bring everything. We bring the manuals. We bring the images. We bring the statue rosaries, rosaries, everything. You don't, and you don't have to worry about your home. We talked about that, right? Father, they don't have to put a new floor in or redo their (laughs) kitchen. No, just be who you (laughs) are. Exactly. And we're coming in because we're bringing Jesus and you are enthroning your home. We don't enthrone your home. You enthrone your home to Jesus Christ to be the King of your home. And every family that has been able to do this, there isn't one family that has said, oh, I'm sorry I didn't do this. And it takes about an hour for the preparation phase. It takes about an hour for the enthronement phase. And in between, we're asking the family to pray every night, opening prayer, uh, the Um, rosary, the litany of the sacred heart and closing prayer.
0: Right,
1: And for some families, this is the first time that maybe they've gathered in prayer or even said these prayers, but they're all written down.
0: And a lot of times, even for individuals who (laughs) are living alone, it can be very intimidating, but we're asking you acknowledge Mm -hmm. that Jesus is Lord and Mm -hmm. then just work with the Lord, allow his Holy Spirit to fill your home. And we provide all the materials, the step-by-step instructions For a lot of people, they're like, "I'm just not sure I know enough." Well, we even have a little catechetical DVD series that you can watch that'll try to explain the different parts.
1: Yes, you cannot get (laughs) away from me. That's the good news of today: (laughs) answering (laughs) questions and explaining things in a deeper way that you know maybe is not covered because of time or just because of. And if you're, you know, if
0: you're sitting on the fence, or if you're just kind of thinking, well, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure if I should do this right now, you know, it's something I've been thinking about. I invite you to consider this. Jesus was walking along the way, preaching and teaching, and he had a crowd of people following him. And uh, the tax collector Zacchaeus heard that the Jesus was passing by, and he climbed up into the sycamore tree, and he wanted to see the Lord. And of course, Zacchaeus was shorter, and Stature he climbed up into the tree. He just wants to see Jesus. He wants to see who everyone's talking about. The Lord Jesus Christ, surrounded by all these people, notices Zacchaeus. And what does he say? Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to go to your home with you. Mm. I mean, what an incredible privilege, what an incredible honor for Zacchaeus. Now, what did Zacchaeus do? He didn't say, oh my gosh, that would be wonderful, (laughs) except I have little ones at home who are Uh, launching toys uh at each other, uh or my house uh is not well kept, or my house isn't as big as I think it should be, or it's not the social status that I wish it was. No, Zacchaeus was so overjoyed Uh that the Lord wanted to come home with him, to spend some time in his home. And you know what happened? There were those who were completely aghast. They were hmm. scandalized. He's going into the house of a tax collector. Hmm. Oh, oh my gosh, hmm. this is horrible. And the Lord is like, what? No, I've, I'm coming to stay in your home today. You know, uh, you are not perfect. The Lord knows that. But he wanted to be in that home. Jesus is telling each one of us today, I want to be in your home. I want to be in your home. And most of us don't have the social stigma hmm. Of Zacchaeus. Most of us are na- not tax collectors. Um, my accountant is very <laughs> We're happy for that. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah. But the Lord wants to come into our homes like He did with Zacchaeus. And oftentimes the Lord will say, You know, He doesn't wait for us to invite Him. Jesus says, I'm coming home with you. And how often does that hit us in Mass when we hear the gospel proclaimed a particular way? Or we hear a reading, or we sing a song, or we hear something on the radio, or we experience the suffering of a loved one, and the Lord kind of hits us in the face with the reality, I am Lord, where am I in your home? Where am I in your life? This radio show right now, on this first Friday of the month, dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, we are inviting you, we are imploring you, allow the Lord to come into your home and allow Him to reign there. Don't be so worried about what it looks like or where it's located. If the Lord wants to dwell there, allow him to come in and enter.
2: And Father, we we review, um, you see on uh, each of our shows, the 12 Promises our Lord to those who venerate his sacred heart. And I just go back to number nine. I will bless, just what you were talking about, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and
1: honored.
0: honored. Yep.
2: And, you know, I know Joanne did not want me to read, but I'm going to read a paragraph. (laughs) Sometimes he doesn't Ah, do what I ask him to do. This this touched me, and it's very short, but it's talking about how Jesus put in perspective the home. He did not at first establish his church, but instead he founded a home. Before he appointed Peter the fisherman to be the head of his church, he appointed Joseph the carpenter to be the head of his home. And I think, Father, we see that the home came first. The holy yeah. family came first, and then the church.
0: Then everything else follows The in. importance
2: yep. of mm-hmm. the family unit. Yeah. And what better way to, wherever you are as a family, to say we need to circle back yep. and be able to refocus ourselves on our Lord Jesus. And one way to do it is to enthrone your home And then, Father, if they enthrone their home, I think we have people that maybe are not fully honoring their home with that honor that he says you have to honor the Sacred Heart. What ways can they honor the Sacred Heart? Well, you know, I think, you
0: know, Chuck, as a married man and a father, um, Joanne, as a married woman and a mother, and then I'm as a priest. The three of us, uh, through our own love for the Lord, we've all come to agree on. Many things, one of which is the home, the family is under incredible attack mm, today.
1: Absolutely. And the Lord Jesus
0: Christ wants to be, he wants to be that armor. He wants to be the weapons mm. that we have to protect our homes. And whether it is one person living in mm. an apartment, a condo or a house, or if it's a family, it doesn't matter. The Lord Jesus Christ wants to be at the center of that home. And the as we highlighted, that promise that our Lord Jesus Christ gives to humanity, I will bless The homes where my heart is exposed and honored. You can say, well, what does that mean, exposed and honored? Anybody can have an image of the Lord's sacred heart in the home. What does it mean to honor it? To honor it means you're living in the resurrection. You're not allowing it to really be a print on the wall but you're allowing it to be a presence of the Lord. You're allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to be present there so that he is at the center of all the thoughts of all the actions of all the words. And does that mean there's going to be those hard moments where we hit the wall and say, Oh, I really shouldn't have said that because I just happened to catch an image of the Lord in the corner of my eye. Yes, exactly. He wants us to be converted in the heart. He wants us to give our hearts over to him. And that does mean there has to be a growing process.
1: And it's not like you're there, you know, when we leave after the enthronement, he wants you as you are to come to him because it's a growth process of really a lifetime father. Yeah.
0: And, of course, we've heard from so many beautiful people who have done the enthronement that oftentimes after they do the enthronement, things get a bit rough. And the reason why is the Lord starts cleaning things up. Now, that doesn't mean he shows up and does the dishes or folds the laundry. (laughs) But what he does start doing is he starts pushing out those realities of darkness that are in our homes that many of us either— don't know are there, or we turned a blind eye towards. And the Lord Jesus Christ wants to expel and expunge all of that nonsense, all of that filth out of the home to strengthen us Mm -hmm. so that we are actually alive, that we are witnesses to his resurrection. And as we become witnesses to his resurrection, we start to enter into that reality of honoring the Lord. You know, someone enters into the home for a party or visit and they take his name in vain and we say, you know what? Not here. Not now. This place, this place belongs to the Lord. We don't take his name in vain. here." You
1: know, and the joy that comes from that.
0: Oh, yeah. You know that. No one parties like a witness to the resurrection parties. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. That it's not like, okay, party's over. It's just begun. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely.
2: But I think our Lord comes with that heart outside. And I think people wonder, why is his heart outside? Because the heart represents love.
0: He keeps nothing hidden from us.
2: No. Absolutely. Ooh, and and it com- oh, I like that. And it's really a love story. Absolutely. Mm. For sure. It's the love story. It's the probably, it is the love story. The greatest love yep. story is Jesus's heart outside of his body on flame, yeah. s- pouring his love out and then in return he's asking us to return that love, love. and yeah. once we can return the love then we can love others
0: and his love story is not a sad story no it's mm-hmm. a sad story if no one's returning the love mm. don't make this a sad story <laughs> return the love you know allow this love story as chuck so beautifully put uh-huh. it to be real and to be yeah. something that is enriching and life giving you know the lord loves mm-hmm. us but also, often we struggle to love him in return. Bring that heart into the home. Allow his heart to animate, to bring to life, to bring love back to our hearts. You know, uh, are I, we, have we gone fast enough? Or are we no, no. <laughs> and
2: six one four four five nine four eight two zero is the phone number talking about the Sacred Heart, getting the enthronement of the Sacred Heart in homes. And one of the things I do, Father, is with the image. I stop. Every time I walk by, I just say, Jesus, I trust in you, mm-hmm. or Jesus, protect my family. It's it's It can be very short. Absolutely. But it reminds me, mm-hmm. yep. in between trying to make phone calls and trying to do business or other things or chores, boy, it's Jesus, the resurrected yep. Jesus. And that's why we're talking about the resurrection.
0: Well, you know, in this Easter season, to bask in the glory of the resurrection, Uh In the rectory where I live, I have his sacred heart everywhere. Oh, you do, Father. It's more of like a a source of life. But every time I pass the image of our Lord, every time I visit the Lord in the tabernacle, I just say, Jesus is Lord. He -hmm. is Lord. No one else, nothing else in my life. Jesus is Lord. Does that mean I'm without sin? Absolutely not. I am. I'm a terrible sinner. I'm a horrible sinner. But he is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And the other thing is, you know... um, just kind of growing up in the way I did and then entering into seminary and the formation I received, you know, uh, the powerful habit of opening every email with the powerful words, praise be Jesus Christ, mm. you know, now and forever is the response. Praise be Jesus Christ. Uh, those little things are not so little. They make a bold statement for ourselves to ourselves. Jesus is Lord. Chuck, you highlighted, you pass the image of our Lord's sacred heart in your home and you stop. You don't just keep on moving. You
1: stop. You acknowledge
0: he is Lord. And
1: as Mother Angelica said, the holy reminders. Absolutely. And, you know, I invite you out there to go home, look around your house And, and you don't necessarily just have one holy reminder of, you know, the images that the missionaries bring because we need those reminders and they do lift our soul to the Lord during the day when you see even the wash machine, you know, to have something and doing a job that is part of your Responsibilities yeah. to offer it to the Lord.
0: We've met a lot of people who will say, you know, oh, well, I already have. I have my one image yeah. in my home, and it's like, okay, um, if you could just take a moment to pause and think about how many thousands and thousands and thousands of images you see every day hmm. in your home. Yeah, how many different images are given to you in your hearing, through your sight, you know, through taste, touch, smell, and you only want to have one tiny little cross hanging above the door no surround yourself with images that remind you of the lord i remember when i was a priest at a parish with a very large school uh you were hanging up beautiful images of our lord and of our lady and the saints well why because of the basic psychological statement if you see something holy you're gonna think something holy mm. and so many of us are surrounded by filth and darkness and just ugliness and just nonsense surround yourself with the lord See holy things so that you can think holy things and allow the Lord to be there because he is Lord. And uh, in this resurrection season, change things up a bit. Move the images around. Oh, that's
1: a great idea.
0: Because we can sometimes become too sedentary with how we allow the Lord to be there and honored and exposed in the home. Move things around a bit. And same thing with um, our attendance at Mass. Maybe it's time to change the pew you always sit in. Oh, (laughs) I'm
1: always, i always in a different pew. Oh, you're a
0: floater. (laughs) Oh, you make people (laughs) mad.
1: (laughs) I I probably do. I wouldn't
0: say go that far, but I would say (laughs) change it up a bit. Come on.
2: You know, the Sacred Heart is a game changer. And every family today needs Jesus. And once you... Are, uh go through the enthronement process, then when you go to Mass, the Eucharist changes. Even the way you treat people change.
0: Absolutely. And the yep. first,
2: the hardest area, Jeff Cavins mentioned that at the men's conference, is imitating Christ in the home.
0: Absolutely. I
2: mean, I can go out, Father, and be a great guy. Yep. But then when I get home and... Joanne says You're
1: something.
2: You're still a great guy. I know, but I'm just using <laughs> this as an illustration. Uh, you fall sometimes. Right, You're not absolutely. as loving <laughs> yeah. as you
0: should be. For sure.
2: So we all, that's why we enthrone our home so that we can have a more loving home yeah. with Christ at the center.
0: Well, the Lord allows us and gives us the grace to be authentic mm. and sincere so that we're not that super nice guy that's very popular and everyone wants to hang mm. out with in public, but then we go home and we're a monster mm. to our families. You know, or it's incredible how we have patience with coworkers and subordinates and bosses and customers, and then we go home and our children just want to hug, and we blow them off, Mm. and we say, "I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm drained." No, 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 no. no. The Lord wants us to be sincere. He wants us to be one person, and that is His disciple, whom He loves, and He wants to be holy and united with Him. As we bring to a close this uh, first segment of the Sacred Heart Hour on the first Friday of the month here at Saint Gabriel Catholic Radio. We um, are so grateful that you've been with us, and we invite you to join us as we bring to a close this first segment and offer ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacred heart. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you these poor hearts of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs, your blessings on all that we do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: The St. Gabriel Catholic Radio's pilgrimage to EWTN and the Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament in Alabama is filling up fast. All-inclusive pricing includes bus transportation, lodging, tours, and meals. We depart from Columbus on Wednesday, June 27th, and return on Saturday, June 30th. Seats are limited for this special EWTN and Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament pilgrimage. So sign up at stgabrielradio.com or call today.
2: Global Financial Partners in Westerville. Proud supporter of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, that's Global Financial Partners.
1: Hey, this is Dan Demite from Encounter
0: Radio, and I'm here with my wife, Amber. We have an amazing opportunity to share with all of you.
1: So many of you have reached out to us and asked for a retreat to help fuel and empower your marriages. We know firsthand how difficult it can be to get a weekend away or even spend a day at a conference. So our latest book, Three Secrets to Holiness in Marriage, is an in-home retreat for you and your spouse that you can complete in just minutes a day. We invite you to make your marriage and family a priority in your life. Go to AveMariaPress.com and look up Three
0: Secrets to Holiness in Marriage and buy this at-home retreat book. To help empower your marriage like never before.
1: And it doesn't matter if you've been married for seven months, seven years, or 77 years, your lives and your marriages will never be the same. Go to AveMariaPress.com and search for Three Secrets to Holiness in Marriage by Dan and Amber Demite. On Thursday, April 26th, join us for Bethesda Healing Ministries' Rich in Mercy fundraising event at St. Agatha Church, featuring Bishop James Wall of Gallup, New Mexico, as our keynote speaker, music by Kathleen Tully, and a testimony of how Bethesda's encouragement and support has healed the effects of abortion. To register and to purchase tickets, go to BethesdaHealing.org or call 614-314-2125. That's 614-314-2125.
2: Willard and Associates Title Search Services, serving title companies and law firms in Central Ohio since 1995. That's Willard and Associates at Willard and Associates at gmail.com.
0: And welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daily, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. And we're here live in the studio spending this time with you so as to help each other prepare to celebrate more fully this first Friday of the month. A day in the month dedicated toward the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, every first Friday, every first Friday of every month is dedicated. It's set aside to venerate, to honor the Lord's Sacred Heart. Hopefully that gives you an opportunity or another reason to go to Holy Mass now we know because the, uh, this hour falls in the morning, a lot of you tune in on your way to Mass. Mm-hmm. And if you are on the way to Holy Mass this morning, we invite you to offer your Holy Communion in a spirit of reparation to the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ for those who have committed sins, uh, intentional sins, sins of neglect against the Lord, to offer up that Holy Communion in a spirit of veneration and uh reparation for the Lord's Sacred Heart, we were speaking earlier about how so so many people are going to those early morning masses to begin their day.
1: It's wonderful. what a to beautiful
0: see. act of love to acknowledge I need Jesus before mm-hmm. this day really picks up with its steam and just keeps on going. For those of you uh whose schedules don't allow for that early morning mass, we have in this listening area, we are blessed with oh, a variety so of masses many, throughout the day.
1: In the evening. And
0: uh, now on First Fridays, we have a couple of places where Masses are offered in the evening as well. Just to name a couple, you have St. Matthew the Apostle in Gehenna. You have Holy Cross Church in downtown Columbus. Holy Family Church in downtown Columbus. And, uh, you know, and then there's a variety of opportunities to adore the Lord. We have perpetual adoration chapels scattered throughout the diocese, which provide the faithful disciples, witnesses to the resurrection, an opportunity to spend a moment with Jesus in prayer on this first Friday of the month. And for that matter, all of the other days as well. Chuck, you're prepared. And, yeah. yeah.
2: And again, call in 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. We'll go to sacredheartcolumbus.org. And you know, when we talk about the nine first Fridays, we're talking about the Lord has told us, this is the way to honor. Number one, to receive the the Holy Communion yeah. on every Friday, on the first Friday of the month, for nine consecutive months without interruption, Father. Yeah, yeah. the Lord's pretty clear on that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be consistent with proper dispositions and with the intention of making reparation to the heart of Jesus and to obtain the fruit of the great promise. And maybe, Father, share the great promise, which is number 12 and And uh, St. Margaret Mary referred to this as the great promise.
0: Yeah. So the Lord Jesus Christ said, The all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. I mean, the Lord is allowing us that to, is a great he's basically promise. telling us, if you make that novena of nine first Fridays, those nine first Fridays, if you make that effort to not only go to Holy Mass, but to also be in a state of grace and receive Holy Communion and offer up that Holy Communion in reparation for sins committed against his heart, the Lord is going to make sure he is the light and the darkness at that moment of death, that he's going to be the refuge of your soul. Wow. You know, he wants to be there. And uh, it's a beautiful promise, it's a powerful promise, but it's a promise that really uh, pours forth from the reality of the resurrection. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ does not want the darkness of death to reign supreme. He conquers Mm -hmm. death. Now, what he wants us to do is to commit ourselves to these nine First Fridays, and if you've made the nine First Fridays— well, wonderful. Go every first Friday thereafter. You know, to keep that, it alive. That you know? is
1: what happens, Father. I think by the time you make the nine first Fridays, you have gotten into the habit right. of going to confession once a month, Yep. of knowing, oh, it's first Friday, that you really, yeah. you don't stop.
0: You know, I have uh, yesterday we had a, a NET team arrive for their Oasis retreat at Holy Family Parish. What is NET? NET, National Evangelization Team. It's a an awesome movement of young people who commit themselves to so nine months at a time, basically a school year, and they travel all over the United States of America doing retreats for young people. And so one of the NET teams that's on the road uh, stopped by the parish for their Oasis retreat which is today. And I was highlighting for them. I was like, this is awesome. You get to make your retreat on the first Friday of the month. Mm. These are beautiful young people who are completely alive in the faith. And a couple of them said, uh, so what's first Friday? Really? So the, you know, they're young people yeah. who have grown up in a culture where the first Friday is not that hallmark every month. And I told them, I was like, first Friday, come on. First Friday is dedicated mm-hmm. to the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Every month we have this day set aside on the first Friday of the month to venerate to draw close to the Lord and to acknowledge the beating the beating reality of love in his heart for each one of us. And it's an opportunity to go to Holy Mass, go to confession, to adore the Lord, but also to just recommit ourselves to acknowledging he is Lord and he is at the center of our lives. And of course, in this on this first Friday in April, on this year, it falls right smack dab between Easter Sunday and Divine Mercy Sunday. So we have like this trifecta of celebrations here. You know, the Lord's resurrection from the dead, the reality of the glory that comes forth from his sacred heart, and then the truth and the pouring forth of his divine mercy. When the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to St. Margaret Mary, he spoke of his love for sinners. He wanted sinners to come back to him. You know, And he highlights that there's this ocean of mercies. Sinners shall find in my heart the source, an infinite ocean of mercy, the sixth promise of the Lord's sacred heart. That language, infinite ocean of mercy, comes Mm -hmm. back a couple of centuries later, in the beautiful mystical writings of St. Faustina, highlighting this ocean of mercy. No sinner is too far away from my heart to be forgiven. And that is uh, beautiful. It's incredibly consoling, but we hope it's also an initiative. It's a movement to bring us back to him.
1: And the two devotions really complement each other.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. They're,
1: you know, they're, they're both uh, so beautiful and there's yeah, we love them both. The
0: mercy and love poureth forth yeah. from the heart, that yeah. mercy that humanity needs today. I find it so powerfully beautiful that the Lord Jesus Christ would be speaking on mm. divine mercy at a time when the world was caught up in a world war. Mm. You know, two world wars within 50 mm. years. And the Lord Jesus is reminding us of his need for mercy. And today, thanks to the preaching and teaching of St. John Paul II and the Marians and the Immaculate Conception Fathers and uh, their Divine Mercy Shrine in uh, Massachusetts. I mean, these priests have picked up the ball that St. John Paul II really set in motion, and they have made it known to the whole world that we are in desperate need of mercy, not only the mercy from Mm. Jesus, but also we are in need of mercy from one another. And you can't give what you don't have. In order to have mercy within you towards others, you have to really stay close to the sacred heart of Jesus, draw close to the Lord. And a lot of people will say, you know, uh, well, how do I? I have this reality of devotion to the Lord's divine mercy. Um, what about the heart? How does the heart fit into it? And we always highlight it's not an either or; it's really a both and. You know that life, that love, that mercy, the patience, the forgiveness—it all comes from the divine heart, a heart which was first made manifest in the home.
1: Well, Mary and, and when we receive the mercy, then we are to give mercy. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. you know, and I think the more we get into the habit of saying, yeah, I need to give mercy mm-hmm. and how, be purposeful in that.
2: Right. Let's talk about this coming Sunday, Father. Sure. How do they receive this mercy? What, sure. what do they have to do?
0: Well, to attend Holy Mass on the Lord's Day, uh, the second Sunday of Easter, which is Divine Mercy Sunday, is instituted and as announced by St. John Paul II when he was still Pope to attend that Mass, to receive Holy Communion, and then to go to confession, but also to make sure that uh, you enter into the beauty of the Chaplet of the Divine Mercy. A lot of churches will have special services in the afternoon this Sunday uh, where the Chaplet of Divine Mercy will be recited or sung. A lot of churches will add times for adoration, even add times for confession. Uh, Because of the reality of there being way more disciples than there are priests, if you're not able to make it to confession on Divine Mercy Sunday, you have the week before and the week after, eight days before, eight days after, to tap into that reality of the Divine Mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to make sure that that reality of His mercy is your own reality— You know, and if you're still struggling with this and you're like, oh, we got the sacred heart over here and the divine mercy over here, what's going on? It's like, no, 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 no. it all goes back to the resurrection of Jesus Mm. Christ from the dead. And when people challenge us on these uh, beautiful expressions of Christ's love, you say, no, did Jesus rise from the dead or did he not? Everything is boiled down (laughs) to that one question. Did he come back from the dead or didn't he? Now, if we believe he did come back from the dead, as he makes it clear he did, then why would we not take full advantage of something he wants to offer us? So if we did believe he comes back from the dead, if he is Lord and he's resurrected and he's risen from the dead, and he says, I want to be in your home, who are we to say, oh, no, not now, not yeah. ever. If he says, I want to forgive you, no, I want to hold on to my sins, leave me in my darkness, you know, I want to stay cold. I mean, who on earth? Now I know there's always, you know, very weird people out there, but come on, anyone who really wants to be alive, give Take the gift of life and then give it to others. And that's what it means when you say Jesus is Lord. I mean, in my neighborhood in downtown Mm -hmm. Columbus, I've got ministers of all different kinds of walks of life. And, you know, they'll all pass by the church and say, Hey, Father, Jesus is Lord. It's like, yes, he is. Why don't you stop in and visit him? He's actually in the tabernacle, you know? (laughs) Come on in, make a visit. Uh, There's a lot of people who will say the holy name. There's a lot of people who will announce that he is Lord. And it's our holy duty, it's our beautiful responsibility to help them enter into the fullness of what it means to say Jesus is Lord, to tap into his love through the heart, to experience his mercy. Boy, your divine. words
1: get you excited,
2: Father. We, we, we need
1: are, to hear them. Thank we are, you. We are
2: excited. And, you know, I think when the sacred heart is rooted in truth.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: This And the Lord, just I think of the Exodus when they had to put the blood over the lentil. Mm-hmm. The Lord told, this is the way you're going to protect the unborn child. Yep. The unborn, firstborn. Firstborn child. How many times today is the Lord telling us this is the secret? Yes. The enthronement of the sacred heart is going to ultimately bring peace to your family. Well, and look at the element of fear. Hmm.
0: I mean, how many people say, well, I'm just not, I'm afraid that people are going to think of me differently if they walk and they see the sacred heart. Hmm. Okay, with all due respect, I mean, Jesus said, put blood on your front door. I mean, it, put a bunch of blood over your lentil. I mean, it's like, okay, that's a pretty bold public statement. He's not asking that of us. He's asking for us to put his heart on the inside. You know, and the and the Lord made it very clear, if you do not have the blood on the doorpost and the lentil, what's going to happen? The angel of death will not pass over. He will enter within, and he will strike down the reality of sin. But the Lord Jesus Christ is telling us, make my heart known, expose the heart, honor the heart, so that what? The Lord will dwell there and he will preserve us from the effects of sin. He will preserve us from the consequences of the evil that's in this world. The Lord wants our homes, each one of our homes, to be that place of peace, that place of rest. In the prayers of the Intherm of the Sacred Heart, we ask the Lord to make our home another Bethany, where he finds peace, where he finds rest. But consequently, and you know, implicitly, through the sacred heart being made uh, manifest in our homes, the Lord Jesus is making where we live another Bethlehem, where he's born every day. He's making our homes a Nazareth, where he lives every day. Mm-hmm. He's I making our home, home another Cana every day, mm-hmm. where what? He makes present miracles. Mm-hmm. You know, who doesn't want their home to be a Bethlehem, a Nazareth, a Cana, the Bethany? He's also letting us know in those moments where in your home, Calvary is made manifest. If you have my heart there, it doesn't stop at Calvary. It moves on to the empty tomb. Don't stop at Calvary. Journey towards the empty tomb. And the Lord wants to be present in our lives so that each moment of our lives, he is at the center and he is there transforming one soul, one heart, one home at a time.
1: And, you know, we've had workmen who've come into our home, who've noticed our images of the sacred heart and it's really started a beautiful conversation because it's like a, you know, a a unity, especially if they're Christian.
0: Sure. Absolutely.
1: And, oh, gee, you know, and, and this, what a way to witness without even words to just begin to spread our Lord and his love by those images. And it tears down down that fear.
0: Yeah. The fear that can separate us from one another as people. As humans, you know, I mean, the Lord gives us each, he gives each one of us a heart and he wants our hearts Uh to share union with one another. But if the Lord Jesus Christ is not present, oftentimes fear separates us from one another and And, it's an act of mercy.
2: And he's looking to transform our hearts.
0: Absolutely. His heart
2: comes into our house and it's like, okay, I'm giving you my heart, pouring out my love. Now I want to help you transform Mm. your heart.
0: And he doesn't want to be left in the living room, you know. Like in the words from the gospel that Mm -hmm. we're hearing throughout this octave, the Lord says he meets them where they were, and then he helps them acknowledge, "I am with you right now." You know, the Lord appears to Mary Magdalene. He also appears to the apostles. You know, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the flesh. Give me something to eat. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) meet me on the seashore. We're gonna have some fish. There's a charcoal fire. What's the what's the powerful significance of that charcoal fire? It was charcoal. The Lord came prepared. He didn't hmm. gather a few sticks that he found on the seashore. Ooh, he came prepared for that fire. Oh hon, there's oh. <laughs> details. Unpack the details. Tell us more, Father. Tell <laughs> I is mean the more. Lord comes prepared. He never shows up empty empty handed. Uh-huh. He comes prepared to feed us. Mm. He's already got the meal ready. He wants to join us at the dining room table. He wants to join us at the island in the kitchen. He wants to join us at the buffet, in the dining room. He wants to be with be with us in the home even as we're eating. Mm. The Lord wants to be there. You know, to allow there to be truly a life-giving spirit in the air. He wants to be with us at every moment. Every moment he wants to be there. Well,
2: he brings everything that we need. And that's what the missionaries of the Sacred Heart do. Oh, they bring everything, bring everything that back. you need for the enthronement. Everything. You don't have to supply anything.
1: And we do We do leave a donation envelope. Because people say, how do you afford this?
2: Right. We operate but, on the pay
0: it forward <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes. whatever donations that people give yeah, that yeah. allows the us to continue to pay it for you know, exactly is, make is, the lord known
2: is one that puts on your heart what we're really interested in is that we can witness you enthroning your home to jesus yep because as we've talked about well let's talk about divine mercy more what is it that divine mercy and the sacred heart for those that maybe just turned on have in common father
0: well, the most basic thing they've got in common is they both come from the Lord. Mm-hmm. He's the one who offers both gifts to us. He gives us the heart and from the heart comes the mercy. The Lord doesn't want us to just know that we are loved. He wants us to be forgiven. You know? Um, and if you think about it, I mean it's just a basic experience of humanity, right? Mm-hmm. The child is loved, but that doesn't necessarily mean the child knows that he or she's been forgiven by mom or dad. Mm-hmm. You know? One of the greatest expressions of that furthering of the love is to what? Be forgiven. To not only be corrected, but also forgiven. And so, you know, the Lord gives us his heart. From that heart comes the love, and with the love comes the mercy. The Lord is at the center of the two. And uh, the other thing that they both have in common is the disciple. The Lord gives the disciple his heart. The Lord wants to give the disciple his mercy. You, as the listener of this radio, you are the focus you are the focus of Jesus when he gives his heart and when he gives his mercy. He loves you he wants to forgive you. He loves all of us. He wants to forgive all of us. And this is the powerful message that the church today is proclaiming. You are loved and forgiveness is possible. Forgiveness mm-hmm. is possible regardless of the sin. Forgiveness is possible because you are loved. And our Father in heaven loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son. And that's another significant word as found in the gospel of John. He, he gave his son. He didn't offer him. Mm. The father in heaven doesn't say, well, I'm going to offer my son. And mm-hmm. if you take him or if you don't, that's up to you. No, he gave. Mm. What is the, in- the implication? That which is offered can be denied. That which is given must be accepted. Jesus must be accepted on the part of humanity. He is Lord. He wasn't offered. He was given. And when the Lord comes into our presence, what does he say? I want to give you life. I want to give you, I want to take from you these cold, stony hearts and give you a fleshy heart, a real heart, a heart that beats with love and life, a heart that receives mercy and gives mercy. The Lord is really trying to bring about a new humanity. And the Church, that's her holy obligation, to bring about a new humanity, a new civilization, an actual civilization of love, where mercy is the currency.
2: But that civilization of love really starts with the family.
0: It starts in the home. It
2: starts with yeah. the in the home and that we are the domestic church some people refer to Yes, homes. absolutely. Yep. And I think what I realized today, I could not be doing what I'm doing without Jesus. Oh, that goes for all three of us at this table. <laughs> yeah. that goes I mean, the, it, yeah. it's yeah. not like, you know, we're, we're here, you know. no, don't. We're sales, not management. Yeah. Talk. We're yeah, sales. We are all in sales. And, you know, our, our love for the Lord, therefore transforms us so we can go out and be his disciples. Absolutely. We have to share that love with others. And a lot of people today don't even know what real love is. It's true. They're they're looking in wrong places. Yes. They're doing things. So much suffering. Yeah, So So much suffering. And, And you go into families. We all have families. No family is perfect, but the holy family. Exactly. So get that out there. For all of you listening, don't worry. When the missionaries come in, we're not perfect. What we are perfect in, we bring Jesus.
0: Yeah, we bring the one who is perfect. And we're not looking to notice imperfections. We're not there with a (laughs) scorecard. We're there with the (laughs) The Lord. You know, we're there with the Lord. And those who work in this holy apostolate, this noble field of uh, mission and mercy, the sole task is to make the Lord present in more homes. The sole task. And, you know, the missionaries of the Sacred Heart who work to further the reality and the kingdom of the Lord's Sacred Heart in every home and every soul— our our only aim, our sole goal is that the Lord once again be the king and center of every heart and that he be at the center of every home. And, uh, you know, if it's a relief, there's, there's really not time for us to have a scorecard on how clean the house is or how organized the children are or how well-dressed the host is. No, no, no. Our sole aim, our only gain right there is to bring the Lord into your home through the Sacred Heart. And we have been so blessed by all of the witness stories. I was just
1: going to say what also helps us to kind of keep going and keep that enthusiasm are the stories are the witnesses of you know what does happen when you open the door to our Lord and allow him to come in.
2: And I think sometimes when you enthrone your home, as you say, Father, wow, things aren't going right. But I've realized now that's right, because it's the cross. Yeah. But with Jesus, we can bear that cross, and we can, as a family, start to live in the light versus the darkness. He brings us down, And then he brings us up to the light. Or as
1: an individual, not just as a family. I mean, there is a cleaning process involved.
0: The Lord comes in, he starts reorienting, reorganizing, cleaning, and he's pushing out the sin. He pushes out the darkness within each one of our homes. And uh, I mean, each one of us who have been working in this area of God's love have countless numbers of witness and stories and individuals who have just said, you know, we were doing the enthronement. All of a sudden you could tell something was taking place you know there was a a very real revelation or manifestation of weaknesses of sins that have been hidden from the family life and the lord exposed those so as to expunge them you know he cleaned it all out and uh what this whole effort behind the sacred heart is is to make him known to make him loved to make him the center but then also to really set out upon the noble task of building a new civilization of love one home one soul at a time one home one soul at a time
2: and we, we have to remember our time, if you're a little bit older, not that Joanne is, but if you're a little bit older like myself, when that time passes, it's our gift to pass that on Absolutely. to the next generation. That's how the Lord What greater gift can us. you
0: give than the gift of faith yeah. and the gift of intimacy and true belief? I mean, when you hear little ones say Jesus is Lord and they mean it with the sincerity of their innocent hearts— That is the greatest gift we can give to that child at that moment.
1: And it's never too late. No. You know, it's never too late to begin. The past yesterday is yesterday. But today is the now is the gift.
0: And tomorrow's not here, so don't count it. Just focus on the now, you know, aim for the Lord. Go all the way. This uh, month, as we enter into the month of April, and we are so uh, privileged to uh, join you on this first Friday Sacred Heart Hour, we also have uh, this monthly practice of inviting you to join us in praying for the Holy Father's intention for the month. And in this month of April, Pope Francis asks that uh, we pray uh, that economists may have the courage to reject any economy of exclusion and know how to open new paths. The Holy Father is asking us to once again make sure that Jesus Christ is at the center of all that we do, of all of who we are, and even in the reality of the economy, to make sure that we acknowledge the one that Jesus loves, the human person, and that people not be treated as goods or objects, but that we be able to acknowledge the dignity within every human person and to really see the world as Jesus sees the world. And that perhaps is one of the greatest fruits of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, You start to be able to see the world as Jesus sees the world. You see yourself as Jesus sees you. A lot of times people will say, Father, how do I make a good confession? And it's like, well, I can give you the answer, but you're not going to like it.
2: Oh, Oh, well, really, Father, I really want the answer.
0: It's a simple prayer. Lord, help me to see myself as you see me. And your first temptation is to run away screaming, you know, (laughs) but to persevere with that love that Jesus has for us to see ourselves as he sees us, to see the world as he sees the world, to see individuals, you know, the elderly, the little ones, the forgotten, those who are trying to find a, a job with a living wage, to see these people as Jesus sees them and not merely as objects. So the Holy Father, Pope Francis, is calling us to that intention, that economists may have the courage to reject any economy of exclusion and know how to open new paths. So we pray for that intention as we continue through this, uh, uh, this month of April. And uh, for those of you who will be able to join uh, the rest of the church in Mass for this first Friday, we invite you to consider offering up your Holy Communion in a spirit of reparation. You know, and this is also a love. time
1: for that novena leading up to divine mercy.
0: Yes, a novena Praying. started on Good Friday. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it's not too late, Father, is it? To just jump in. Jump in, yeah, just jump in. Jump in. <laughs> Prepare yourselves
0: for the grace and the mercy the Lord yeah. wants to
2: give. And it is a powerful novena. It is. It is. And I mean, I think the Lord is giving us these tools. That, you know, I, Father Plow always has the toolbox. He has a toolbox. <laughs> right. Everything,
0: you know, you need. I have an arsenal. You he's know, got it, a toolbox. It's, it's sort
2: of like the physician coming to the house with his bag. Exactly. Do yeah. they do that anymore, Father? I haven't seen one lately. I know mine doesn't come like no, that, but no. i got to go to him. But coming there with the tool bag or coming there yeah. with his doctor's bag and he opens it up and he's got mm. something there that's going to make us well. Yeah. This enthronement of the Sacred Heart is going to make the family, the individual, well. Absolutely, that's what we are. We're 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 sort of like a hospital, but we're we're coming to your home. Yeah, um, just as the doctor used to do. What the Holy Father said: the Church
0: is the field hospital. Mm -hmm. She's out there working and ministering. We're in the thick of it all, Mm -hmm. where people are suffering,
2: and every family needs that cure. Every family, what's the answer? It's Jesus. What's the answer? The enthronement of the sacred heart. I challenge those that went to the men's conference, went to the women's conference this year. This is one way to continue to keep that fire going. And that fire is we need to enthrone our home to the sacred heart or we need to honor the sacred heart once we enthrone it. And I challenge those out there that have enthroned to renew Absolutely. To do a renewal of Especially in this the Easter instrument. season. Yes. Perfect
0: time to renew it. Yes. And so, you know, as we bring to a close our hours spent with you on this first Friday of the month of April here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, know of our gratitude for you spending some time with us as we have delved into the mystery of our Lord's love, the manifestation of his love in his resurrection from the dead on Easter Sunday, the excitement that he gives to each one of us to prepare for the pouring forth of his divine mercy on Sunday in a couple of days. And, uh, you know, as we've spent these minutes together, we now invite you to join us as we renew our love for the Lord, our love for his sacred heart. And let us bring to a close this hour in the name of the father, the son, and of the Holy spirit, Amen. Amen. Um, most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever in thee. We have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds, Bless our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. 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 WVSG Columbus, Ohio. Statewide. This is the home for listener-supported St. Gabriel
2: Catholic Radio, AM 820.